So yeah, uh, on July 6th, 2019, the big news fell when uh, Epstein was arrested at New Jersey's Teterboro Airport by the FBI NYPD Crimes Against Children Task Force, uh, charged with sexual abuse and sexual trafficking. Um, the United States Attorney Jeffrey Berman claimed that a search of Epstein's uh, multi-million dollar Upper East Side townhouse found pictures that appeared to be nude photos of underage girls. Uh, as I said previously, he always had just had tons of evidence lying around. Yeah, his and, house. and apparently they were just like <laughs> CD-ROMs labeled like young and then the name. It's oh my like, God. like disgust. Like, ugh. he just clearly thought he was untouchable. But um, later on, a, a judge will goes on to deny bail for Epstein. Uh, and on July 12th, 2019, Alexander Acosta resigns. I mean, that's not like uncharacteristic for any Trump nominees, but clearly it's tied to this. Right. There was an enormous public outcry over his handling of the plea deal. And uh, President Trump took to Twitter saying, Alex Acosta informed me this morning that he felt the constant drumbeat of press about a prosecution which took place under his watch more than 12 years ago was bad for the administration, which he so strongly believes in. And he graciously tendered his resignation. Yeah, he's making the Trump administration look bad. Jesus Christ. Trump, it's it's. It is so absurd that he has this authority when he is implicated in this in these crimes, at least a little bit. It's truly crazy. But as if this story couldn't get more any crazier, um, on July 25th, 2019, Epstein is found injured on the floor of his jail cell at the Manhattan Correctional Center. Uh, It is unclear if his injuries were self-inflicted or caused by another, but one Nicholas Tartaglione, an ex-cop turned accused quadruple murderer uh, who buried victims in his own yard, apparently. Yeah, buried Uh, four bodies in his own yard, Tartaglione. I know. Well, we know it's four bodies because it's a quadruple murderer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, Sorry, it's been a long day of this material, folks. (laughs) But either way, uh, Nicholas claimed to have saved Epstein during an earlier possible attempt uh, when when I guess he was, you know, attacked by somebody in in his jail cell. After that, there is this weird instance where on one of the dates when a bunch of documents were unsealed from the prior case, Tartaglione was apparently found to have a cell phone in his possession. It's just it's just a little weird, you know, (laughs) and. I don't know. We know Epstein has access to every fucking corner of society. He probably has sexual blackmail on many world leaders and famous scientists, politicians, artists. Oh, it was it was uh, reported that the townhouse, when it was given to Epstein, was already equipped with like cameras, and it was already like like ready to go for him to f- basically film. Uh, other, uh, you know, New York and uh, sometimes uh, from elsewhere elites having sex with underage girls so that he could, uh, it could there could be blackmail uh, in it later. So, so there was there was that like cell phone and this fueled kind of this uh, unverified speculation that Tartaglione may have been the one who actually attacked Epstein. But this does... Uh, this does come after uh, Tartaglione's attorneys said uh, the two of them had apparently like become kind of friendly and they had complained together of poor conditions at the facility. 
uh, which included shitty food, flooding, and rats, uh, which uh, Epstein, uh, you know, that's, you know, he, he deserves. I, I don't like, like, a prisons being shitty, but... It couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> I feel like this is also sort of like the beginning of some kind of awful, or maybe not even awful, but some ridiculous like buddy uh, prison movie. <laughs> they have to like unite against all the shitty food and rats, but they're these wildly different people, both of whom extremely guilty, obviously. But um, the Tartaglione redemption. <laughs> At this time, uh, Wexner claims that Epstein completely duped him, and he tries to save face and keep his companies, even though he is obviously tied to this like pedophile ring. Yeah, Wexner, it's not looking good for him. Like he's just he's just caught now, basically as like the only guy who provided Epstein the billions of dollars and the plane and the townhouse that allowed him to commit these crimes. Um, it's unknown. What sort of blackmail Epstein had on Wexner or if Wexner was just, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. I don't know if you were to speculate, Sam, what do you, why would Wexner give him so much money? I mean, he's paying him to run the pedophile ring. That's like the only thing I can think of. I feel like this story and a theme of this, uh, you know, this story, this case, and definitely the last few days has been that if you didn't previously believe in any conspiracy theories, this will make you believe in conspiracy theories. Yeah, and if you really want to drill a hole in your head, like, Epstein has bragged in the past about being a CIA asset. Ugh. So if we open up that can of worms, that possibility, and then there is Ghislaine Maxwell's father's ties to the Mossad, who's... You know, an arm of, uh, what is it, like Israel's kind of like secret? Yeah, it's like their, uh, it's basically like their CIA or, you know, yeah, their their deep state or whatever. So, I don't know. There is international implications to a lot of this. The, I don't know. This was the craziest story ever before Saturday. Where we're at now, I mean, this is just insane. We've crossed over into just, we're like outside of where normal, like the legal process or like normal news collecting services and stuff can explain what is going on with this story. Like we have really entered the realm of conspiracy theories and speculation and like hearsay. August 10th, 2019, Jeffrey Epstein is found dead of an apparent suicide by hanging in his cell. There is no video of the incident, and supposedly Epstein was taken off suicide watch uh, days before. Now, this seems weird because Epstein had clearly had suicidal ideations, or at least that's the official story. Absolutely, and I mean, people pointed to the you know July twenty fifth injury that he suffered as evidence of his like prior intent to do, I guess, self harm. Again, we have no video. He was randomly taken off of suicide watch before this happened. We have people close to Epstein. And this is in the Washington Post. This isn't like Alex Jones or something. This isn't like a, a Seth Rich conspiracy theory. It's like people close to Epstein fear he was murdered. Epstein told authorities someone tried to kill him in the incident weeks earlier. Apparently, he was described as being in good spirits in recent days. 
I don't know, Sam. I, I don't know. I'm not going to call this a suicide yet because I don't feel like we know enough to say that. No. I, like, this is, like I said, it's kind of crossing out of the realm of, like, where your traditional tools can help you understand it. This is kind of an epistemological question, and those always lead to just the way you see the world. Like, the only thing we have as of recording is an official statement that he hanged himself and there's no footage of it and he just happened to do it, uh, you know, right after he was taken off suicide watch. What did he even hang himself with? Exactly. Don't they take away your sheets? Like, there's no belt, there's no shoelaces. And again, he was supposed to be checked on every 30 minutes. He had two correction officers that were tasked with that. And, of course, Saturday morning, they both missed their watch because they had both been on their fourth or fifth day of overtime. And then the Washington Post had a whole article about that, how the union president said there was a huge staffing shortage at the Manhattan Correctional Center, I think it's called. Uh, Like, this is the place where they stored El Chapo. This is like, this is the main prison in New York. And this was the most famous prisoner in the fucking country. And they let him die. Or did somebody kill him? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say at this point. We, I mean, this is something that's like going to be so secretive and so hard to like gain the truth on, or you know, at least I would expect. But now, of course, we're into the realm of the takes, the interpretation, uh, what people are saying about this story, and the takes have begun to roll in. Uh, one of the most egregious ones I saw was in the Atlantic. Lindsay M. Hayes made a explicit comparison between Jeffrey Epstein and Sandra Bland dying in custody, which is just, I mean, obviously I feel like she, you know, it's a provocative comparison and juxtaposition meant to make the, you know, dull fucking smooth brained, I guess, Atlantic reader think about things a different way, but just, I think truly heinous and kind of like tasteless to draw any kind of like, equivalence between the two of them and also like i mean there are enough people who die in police custody we don't need to like make it someone who is a completely innocent victim as we you know recently found out through like the the i guess footage that was released Uh, you know what's really bothering me too it's like people can't see things as like you know it's a similar event i guess because it's a person who died in prison but like people really want to draw comparisons to I feel like just like, and maybe this is something that sort of happens in this sort of like endless content factory that we live in where like people are always trying to like, you know, make their provocative pitches for things that'll get a lot of clicks. But like, I know this is a real miss. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, of course, in the more conspiratorial world, George Takai and and Joe Scarborough have both suggested that it could have been the work of the Russians, the dreaded Russians. Yeah, that, I mean, or even at the most basic, they're suggesting that, like, wow, wow, uh, an assassination? This could only happen in Russia. There's never been an assassination in America. (laughs) The American government or the CIA has never assassinated anyone. 
Well, see, the, I guess these are the people who need to read the uh, dumbass article that I talked about in The Atlantic earlier. <laughs> but either way, uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, QAnon, of course, is claiming that Epstein is still alive. Epstein body double was a big hashtag today. And ah. people are looking at pictures of the nose of Epstein and then like I, I don't like people are saying that oh this is <laughs> they got a body double which is like they've been saying that about the Clintons and all this shit for so long it's stupid there's no body double people even were like saying that Anthony Bourdain <laughs> was was the they switched them oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I know it's really bad. I mean, that has been like my darkest thought through the whole thing is like, damn, Epstein really does kind of look like Anthony Bourdain. Also, I'm sorry, but like if you were to be carrying out an assassination of Jeffrey Epstein, you would do it on a Friday night because like that's like keeping in, in with like what the news cycle flow is, right? Where, you know, the weekend press has to deal with it, which is uh definitely less intense. For sure. But, you know, that's that obviously wouldn't be the main motivation, but it's just a little curious how it happened on a Friday night. <laughs> it's just it's just interesting, man. Yeah, we just got to ask questions. But uh, another one that you sent me is this like insane take that uh, Justin Miller, some fucking national editor at the Daily Beast, you know, some fucking journalist had to come out and say that suicide watch is just that quote unquote watch or observation usually it's like buddy it's a little more intense than that it's a bit of an understatement right there this this doesn't even matter this was just like this was a shitty hot take because he wasn't under suicide watch as we found out right (laughs) so uh, like i said before there's a washington post uh reporting that suggests that you know, some of Epstein's friends or associates believe, uh, not associates, let's say friends or people who knew him say that he believed he may have been a uh, target for murder. Um, yeah, and we're going to say Michael Moore made a good point here. Uh, can you read that tweet, Sam? Yeah, uh, Michael Moore said, here's what I know about the Uber rich. They never drive themselves. They've never done a load of laundry and they have no frigging clue how to tie a knot in a noose, which I think, I mean, you know, I'm not the most savvy guy here, but like, Dan, what are you going to like YouTube while you're in your jail cell? Like how to tie a noose? It doesn't make any sense to me. Is this like something he practiced? Right. It it doesn't, it doesn't add up. It it, it doesn't make sense. And people commented that when the first time he was back in court after the first quote unquote suicide attempt, he didn't have any marks on his neck, uh, despite that was what was being reported initially. I mean, like I said, you're just <laughs> you can just dig deeper and deeper. We are entering the void here. Like the sad, shitty thing about this is like we don't know what is going to be answered, what isn't, if any, if anything at all. I don't think this is this case is going to necessarily die quickly, but this is a big setback. If there was ever a kind of like Twin Peaks case where like you have to like delve into the spirit world and like dreams like, you know, Agent Cooper does in the show to find out the answer. Like this is it. I mean, this is beyond the realm of like, you know, your usual tools being able to help you. So I agree that. You know, billionaires and like, honestly, like, you know, sexual predators like him. Epstein is someone who never thought he would really pay for his crimes. We've looked at his the timeline of his life, and that is one thing we can determine. 
it just doesn't seem like the kind of person who would commit suicide. His ego wouldn't allow it. No, absolutely. And he clearly always thought he was invincible, which... Frozen penis. Right, yeah, which, I mean, clashes with the idea of someone who would, you know, try to, I guess, erase themselves from the earth. And uh, either way, I mean, we'll find out a lot more of this as this goes on. Now, at the uh, NDAs that probably bound a lot of his, you know, domestic workers and such uh, are probably null and void at this point now that he is dead we're probably going to find out a lot more from then again like who knows what what they're going to say who knows how we're going to be able to verify like any of this at this point do we really trust the william barr doj investigation to give us like the 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 answers yeah that reminded me of like when that like opposition leader in russia got killed and putin was like i myself will look into this it's like yeah because you're gonna find that uh there's no evidence to be found it's so weird you're gonna conclude your investigation with some kind of fucking nonsense but um i thought it was funny when donald trump retweeted this like conservative quote-unquote deplorable of comedy personality uh connecting the clintons of course to epstein's death yeah this 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 is this is something um it's this it's this stupid video by this guy terrence k williams it says died of and then all caps suicide on 24 7 suicide watch yeah right how does that happen hashtag jeffrey epstein spelled wrong had information on bill clinton and now he's dead i see hashtag trump body count trending but we know who did this. Retweet if you're not surprised. Hashtag Epstein suicide. Hashtag Clinton body count. Hashtag Clinton crime family. And I mean, geez, it's doing numbers after Trump retweeted it. Oh, I mean, God. we are beyond the pale, Sam. This is this is Donald Trump suggesting that Bill Clinton had Jeffrey Epstein murdered in prison, like in his I mean, we are beyond the we're beyond beyond the pale. I don't know. And, and of course, like there's still so many loose ends to be tied up, like how uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, his main recruiter, is still at large. Like no one knows where she is. <laughs> Maxwell's uh, 57 years old, uh, has barely been seen in New York since she sold her townhouse in 2016. Nobody really knows if she owned it or if Epstein owned it. But in the court records unsealed on Friday, depositions and filings from the 2015 defamation suit brought against Maxwell by Virginia Roberts uh, Jufri, one of Epstein's uh, alleged victims. She's everywhere. Uh, She's all over these uh, documents. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. This woman is like at large. And basically at this point, it seems like I mean, other than like Leslie Wexner, I mean, this seems like probably the, the person closest to the operation at this point that we know of in the press, at least. And she was at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. There's a lot of people in New York, like, sweating, wondering where Ghislaine Maxwell is. Yeah, and I mean, you know, honestly, I'm sure Donald Trump is trying to draw attention to the Clintons because, you know, uh, Maxwell used to recruit heavily at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, it's clear that he's also, like, rolled up in this and... He happens to be president of the United States. <laughs> but Trump did kick out Epstein when he found out he was trying to recruit at Mar-a-Lago. He didn't like it. So ah. there is that. And that's kind of when they stopped hanging out. Well, either way, I mean, some of his other friends that uh, you listed here are, you know, people who are, I guess, household names like Larry Somers, Mort Zuckerman, 
Ronald Perlman, Tom Pritzker. Yeah, these are all kind of like financial uh, elite figures. And of course, we have uh, world leaders like Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, Donald Trump. And I, I want to go through a couple of the names here. This uh, will include in the uh, description. This is uh, New York Magazine. The high society that surrounded Jeffrey Epstein. I'm just going to read some names, Sam, and maybe you can give us a little reaction. A lot of them, uh, there are... Oh, ooh, there's a picture with uh, him and Soon Yi. It's Woody Allen. Uh, what a surprise. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm fucking shocked. The three of them walking down the street. Woody, Soon Yi, and Epstein. Yeah. Oh. Princess Diana's brother, Charles Althorpe's name, was found in Epstein's Black Book. Uh, Dr. Eva Anderson Dubin, who I mentioned before, Epstein's ex-girlfriend and her husband, billionaire hedge funder Glenn Dubin, had Epstein for over for Thanksgiving dinner in 2009, telling his probation officer they were 100% comfortable with his being around their teenage daughter. Uh, Another person might be uh, interesting to note is David Blaine uh, could explain some of this uh, prison tomfoolery and uh, sleights of hand. Yeah, uh, he clearly like bent the bars, <laughs> allowed him to escape. Um, Alec Baldwin was in the little black book, and he denies knowing Epstein, and he even went as so far as to interview Julie K. Brown on his uh, WNYC podcast. It's also funny how, uh, speaking of New York assholes, Bill Cosby lived across the street from Epstein. Another New York asshole, Andrew Cuomo's name found in Epstein's black book. Oh, my God. Bring him down. I know. Please. Oh, how about this? A nice billionaire, Richard Branson, founder of Virgin Group. <laughs> That's unsurprising because also uh, his like more or less exact clone, Steven Pinker, also obviously a close, uh, what's it called, um, a close Epstein associate. Ooh, uh, sorry, Sex in the City fans. Candace Bushnell who was the columnist who inspired the series. Her name was in the little black book. Yikes. Naomi Campbell, the supermodel, uh, was in there. Uh, Graydon Carter from uh, Vanity Fair. Nancy and uh, Henry Kissinger. (laughs) Ugh. Ew. God, like the worst possible uh, figure to imagine doing, you know, disgusting sex act. Oh, Phil Collins. Come on. (laughs) Man, you know what I know about? Uh, I heard about Phil Collins recently that is like ruining my brain. Is that he also like went to a medium that told him that in a past life he died at the Alamo in Texas. So he started buying just a ton of Alamo gear, like in memorabilia, and to the point that Texas has been like begging him to sell some of it back to the state so they can actually like have it instead of him just owning all of it. Oh, that's exhausting. Oh, Ralph Fiennes. John Kerry. Or is it Rafe? He pronounces it Rafe, right? Uh, you mean uh, Voldemort, Rafe Fiennes? I, right? Isn't, isn't it? Isn't, yeah, isn't I think you're right. yeah, yeah, I think you were thinking of the right, same well, person. You have Rafe Fiennes, Voldemort. He was in the Black Book. Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, here is. Oh, I want to read this. I was invited to the TED conference in maybe 2000. I can't remember. And they promised to buy me a plane ticket to California, Gladwell says now. Then at the minute they said, we found you a ride in a private plane instead. As I recall, there were maybe two dozen TED conference goers on board. I don't remember much else except being slightly baffled as to who this Epstein guy was and why we were all on his plane. Interesting, Gladwell. Interesting. 
Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Rupert Murdoch also found in the Black Book. Um, Chelsea Handler was... Now she's talked about this, how she attended a dinner at Epstein's townhouse that was, I believe, also attended by George Stephanopoulos and Katie Couric, even though they all kind of didn't know Epstein. But Chelsea Handler apparently said to Woody and Soon Yi, uh, Woody Allen and Soon Yi Previn, so how did you two meet? Oh, God. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. <laughs> That's so bleak. Goddamn. Some of these some of these names are no surprise, like uh, Charlie Rose. Yeah, Charlie Rose. I mean, a lot of the Me Too sort of figures uh, definitely appear, like uh, Charlie Rose, Kevin Spacey, of course. Right. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, no. name in the Little Black Book. Mick Jagger's in the Little Black Book. Interesting. I mean, I guess some people were probably just along for the ride, but uh, I mean, you already mentioned that like David Koch is in the Little Black Book as well, which is a you know quite a big name. Yeah, one of the Koch brothers, of course. Um, Doesn't get more plutocratty than, you know, David Koch. Isn't there also the, a Soros in one of his na- books as well? It's- yeah, it's like Perlman, the violinist. I, that's disappointing. Dude, Andrew Jureski, the guy who... Uh, who oh, is he the, the Jinx? The Jinx, absolutely, yeah. Joan Rivers, no! <laughs> I know, there's some... There- like like uh like they say there's some uh there's some of our faves on here unfortunately. Yeah, like Chuck Schumer of course. <laughs> some of them are just fucking obvious. This woman Peggy Siegel comes up a lot and she was apparently like Ghislaine Maxwell a sort of link to the uh elite parties and sort of uh you know Hollywood shit and she was able to get Epstein into those. I think she's been ousted from some of her um, roles at major media companies because of her ties to Epstein. God, I mean, yeah, there's just so many. Also, David Copperfield, a lot of magicians. Really weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder what that is about. Maybe he, maybe he coveted the sort of magic. Um, we have Ivanka Trump, Melania Trump. Like they were all in the uh, little black book. Uh, Chris Tucker, again. Uh, it's too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's R.I.P. Your fans of Rush Hour. Oh, hold on, Cy Cy Vance. Oh my God. And again, this is all in the New York Magazine article, the high society that surrounded Jeffrey Epstein, Barbara Walters. Dude, Ghislaine Maxwell went to Chelsea Clinton's wedding after Epstein was first charged. So crazy. I mean the. The list of names, I feel like we'd have an entire episode of just listing off the names. It's crazy. Sam, I, I think we did it. I think we got the uh I think we got the Epstein episode done. I think we figured out like I mean We figured out nothing! <laughs> we don't know we don't like now you having listened to this, you, you have a little background, but like there's so much we didn't get to. There's so many parts of this that we could have talked about for like, you know, and it, we could this could be an entire podcast on its own. There's several documentaries in production now, like including one by the surviving R. Kelly team. Oh, it's going to be surviving Jeffrey Epstein. So that'll be interesting when that uh, maybe they will uncover new accounts. And I don't know. I, I don't think that this is necessarily over, but it's definitely going to have to be like the journalists are going to have to be pushed to keep covering it because I feel like directives from the top may come saying like yeah let's move on from this yeah and i mean this is really a story about what happens when you allow the elite in this country and you know this definitely confirms the existence of 
uh, genuine elite in this country with sadistic, you know, pedophilic tendencies. I mean, not to get all QAnon here, but it really shows like what happens when you allow people to escape any kind of culpability or, you know, escape the law or, you know, avoid, I guess, just judgment and like justice. And they're able to like repeat this behavior for so long, even to the point that it, you know, when you're describing how lenient like his house arrest terms were after that first, uh, after that first trial, it's like, they basically are sanctioning him, sanctioning his behavior. It's unconscionable how someone who's like a rich white dude um, in a justice system that he's just able to completely like buy and with money that he didn't eat, like billionaires, no one earns a billion dollars. Every billionaire is a policy failure. We know this. That's the most important takeaway here is like Epstein is just this like extremely like heightened version of that like who knows why les wexner funded this man's life and enterprises with pedophilic uh, child sex trafficking but like his death is uh there's we need information we need information yeah so i mean you know, we've got quite a bit of it here. I think uh, hopefully by the time we record again, there will be more details that come out about this story. We definitely need to rush this out before everything we say becomes irrelevant like the next day. This is our main Jeffrey Epstein episode, I guess, unless m- more uh, developments occur. We'll obviously be ta- discuss it on the show. Uh, next episode, we are going to be watching Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. If you've seen the movie, you can probably guess why. And uh, if you haven't, uh, do it. And uh, we'll try to catch any details we may have missed in this. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, not in memoriam, but like the man is dead and he had all the information, Sam. (laughs) Yeah, this is just our Jeffrey Epstein, you know, biography episode. I mean, well, (laughs) a man is dead here, folks. God, that, that's been the worst take uh, yet has been people who are like, you know, don't say anything bad about the dead. It's like, oh, okay. In this case, you're really going to pull that? <laughs> really? I mean, you know, I don't think anyone is like uh, taking nearly as much time to like think about the victims as they have, you know, how we talk about fucking Jeffrey Epstein. No, for sure. But I think we all also have a sense of like... It, he kind of avoided, you know, justice here by dying. Like he shouldn't have been able to, even if his like passing was not of his own volition or something like that. He's still, I mean, I I don't think like the death penalty is like suitable for someone who like ruined this many lives over the course of his, you know, a short period of time relatively. No, he deserved to rot in a rat infested cell and, um, you know, know that he was like paying for his crimes but that's not the way this country really works right sam i mean the elites in this country operate in another fucking stratosphere than the rest of us and this was just an example where someone i guess flew too close to the sun and uh, allowed his exploits to be found out but in reality i think the elites in this country uh, do a lot of uh, insanely fucked up shit. We don't know uh, exactly 
what sort of fucking weird satanic rituals you know like it's funny this fucking QAnon shit has become so big and people are always like well QAnon never talks about Jeffrey Epstein like they never talk like yes they do they talk about Jeffrey Epstein a lot they have for a while um the QAnon thing is so absurd especially after you go through Epstein's life because fucking Donald Trump was there there was a lawsuit saying that he attacked a 13-year-old girl, allegedly, in this, uh, I mean, in Epstein's, like, fucking ring. So, like, he's not going to not fucking be president because of this. So, like, and it's not his only, like, fucking sex crime. So, what are, I don't know. Maybe we should just, uh, maybe we should just accept uh, what we can't change and can't know and have clear eyes about how how certain people can really get away with the most depraved crimes imaginable. No, for sure. And I, I guess my only wish moving forward with this like Epstein nonsense is hopefully there is like this continued investigation of all the people who were implicated in this. Hopefully people do continue to sweat and that the, you know, journalists, like you said, and I guess, you know, attorneys push this forward and try to get more details to come out because that's something else we're missing is like this long excruciating process in which Epstein is forced to like sell out all these people around him. Obviously that's why he was murdered in his jail cell, as we will argue on this show. But at the same rate, um, I mean, hopefully just more of this stuff comes out and, you know, at least like some of the victims, hopefully like justice is served. Hopefully Dershowitz goes down or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just some of these slimy fucking people who have put their like tentacles all, you know, these lizard people all just, 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 just exploiting the society that, that they live in. I mean, oh, one last, uh, one last story I just saw before we were recording was like, Epstein's team brought in a medical examiner who testified in the OJ trial. Oh my God. <laughs> and so it continues. I mean, it will never find the end of this, of this thread, but uh, hopefully people keep pulling it. Time to check OJ's Twitter for his thoughts about this. Oh God. Yep. Uh, the rich never pay for their crimes. Uh, Bill Clinton was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane over two dozen times uh kevin spacey's like uh legal troubles ended like right before epstein got arrested again i'm pretty sure i don't want to say not to be conspiratorial because i'm sure like some of this could be construed as conspiratorial but everything we have said in this episode we could back up with uh mainstream sources so you know we're, we're giving you I don't know what the fucking truth as best we can tell is. That's right. We're we're persecuted for telling the truth. But uh, either way, I feel like we got it. And uh, do you have any more thoughts on this, Dan? I think that this indicts the entire elite and vote for Bernie Sanders so that we can tax these people so they can't afford their uh, pedophile planes. Yeah, I, this story hopefully will uh, make you support taxation on the uber-rich you know, more so than before you heard it. So either way on that one, I think that's the end of the plunge here. Dan, what are we plugging? Uh, our next episode where we will be watching uh, and discussing eyes wide shut. So watch that. And yeah, follow us on Twitter at plunge underscore podcast at spoventacular at wag stank. 
And yep, we'll be back soon. Bye-bye.